He also said that every generation needs a revolution, Jimmy. The American dream is just that. Just a dream. War is a continuation of politics. Only by other means. Politics is a continuation of economics by other means. This is our bank. This is our war. And this is our plan of attack. Banks have become an essential threat to our democracy. So consider this justice. Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station on the Internet. Please help support this station so this battle can continue forward. Revolution Radio! The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. Hello, Hello everybody. everybody. Welcome, Welcome to feedback. To feedback. <laughs> oh, geez, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did that help? Okay. Okay. Uh, not helping. Not helping. This is uh, Stargate. This the is uh, Stargate. Pause. Pause. With, with Jenica Lesson, Doctor Sasha Alex Lesson, Kevin Estrella, Estrella as, host, as host, producer, producer a, bad a bad painter, painter also, also known as Thomas. Thomas. Becker, and our guest is a lot of freelance. I've got, I've got hard feedback. feedback. You're, you're okay. echoing too much. It's got to be fixed. We, you're yeah, echoing. Yeah, Matt, what, what do we do? We do? Am I it's echoing com- too? It's coming back through Sasha's. Sasha, turn so, off, Sasha, uh, turn your off your other computer or something. What are you what doing? Okay. Okay. Okay, okay, so, so that, that is not helping. Anyway, not let helping. me anyway let me read a little read bit about, about Lana. Lana. And, and, uh, uh, well, why don't, why don't I just I bring on Lana, and then I'll and go, I'll in, go in, in, in and see if, if I can get this, this feedback, feedback off of, uh, off Sasha's, of computer. Uh, Sasha's computer. So, so Lana, uh, oh, 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 there's, there's Kevin, 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 Kevin there's two. Kevin, do you want to say hi to Lana? And I'll go back and see if I figure out what's going on with his computer. Okay, Kevin? Some of it's coming back through Kevin's, too. He needs to turn his volume down just a little bit. Okay, volume. His speaker volume, not his voice volume. Okay. My speaker volume. I'm on a cell phone. You sound okay to me. Both of you do. How do I sound? I'm in love with all the feedback. Uh, is that you, Elena? Hi. Yeah, Ilana. Ilana. Oh. Yeah, it's a hard name. I'm sorry. But how do I sound? Fine. You sound great. I, we got okay. you easily. Okay. Well, the well, only, the only one echoing is me. Speak. 
right, right Matt? You're the echo, yeah. Do you want to hang up and Do call me again? Do you want to hang up and call me again? Oh, wait, wait, turn, turn. Uh, I'm going to turn off, turn off my, my cell, cell phone. See if that helps. Did that help? So the... This is a simulation of a technological overwhelm, uh, just to show you what can happen if the AI runs amok. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I already have identified the problem. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yep. Yeah, that sounds yes. good. Now somebody else is echoing. Okay, let's carry on. So, uh, Ilana has written a book called Under an Ionized Sky. And um, she writes about the deep state issues, uh, including the stories of survivors of MK Ultra, ritual abuse, invasive electronic, electromagnetic weapons. And she's best known for chemtrails, harp, and the full spectrum dominance of planet Earth. And she's written under an ionized skies from chemtrails to space fence lockdown. That's her latest book, February 2018. And Elada, go ahead and tell us about yourself. Uh, we're going to have you talk for about 15, 20 minutes. And then uh, there's three of us here tonight. Uh, I'm Janet Careless and, and Sasha spoke and said hi. And um, Kevin Estrella is here. And we're going to do a little round table and ask you questions. And you're going to teach us all about this stuff. You're a very <laughs> prolific author and so you have a number of books so you're the expert so uh first let's say hi to everybody sasha say hi hi everybody do a little sound check yeah, yes uh, yes uh, hello yeah can you hear me yes uh i'm really yeah. uh, eager to uh here uh, to get the kind of analysis that you uh, have to give us about uh, Trump because uh, you know I've been reading this this book about uh, the death of democracies and and uh, and how fragile it is and uh, I'm very concerned and I know you've studied this in in depth and so I really want to hear your thoughts about about that. Oh, okay. That's on that's on our wish list for today. But we're going to just uh, say hi to everybody first, and then we'll we'll let you uh, go free form, and then we'll. Uh, get into the Q and A. It is just put our little wish list on the table. Kevin, how are you? How's it going? Where you I'm are in awesome. Canada? I'm doing awesome. Is it cold, hot. It's uh, it? it's still kind of cold, yeah. But I'm heading to uh, uh, okay. Ozark, uh, Arkansas, um, uh, on Thursday to the uh, UFO conference. So I'm excited about that. Mm. Oh, I'm jealous. I wanted to be there. Okay. Um, are you all in, want to say are you we... all in Hawaii? No. I'm in Canada. <laughs> Canada? Yes, Sasha and I are in Hawaii, and our producer, Mad Painter, is over in um, Kentucky right now. Where are you at? Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, the station's yeah. in Kentucky, though. Right. The station's huh? in Kentucky, so. And uh, Ilana, where are you calling him from? I'm in Pacific Northwest. In Washington Wonderful. State. Okay. Wow, we're all over the place here. We'll go ahead and start, and we will uh, let you talk uninterrupted, and then we'll go um, freeform, round robin. Okay. So take it away. You want me to um, give you an idea of my biography, like how I got into all this stuff, or where yes. do you want to start? Yeah. Yeah. How, how did oh, you, you know get what? Started? I, I, well, 
the best okay. place to start is the most dramatic incident, and then uh, from that, work into the story. Okay. All right. So, uh, the most dramatic incident in my life that politicized me forever was uh, when I was at Girls Nation in 1963, August, and uh, I had spent the week, uh, I and other girls, with Lyndon Baines Johnson, vice president then. Uh, he was in charge of my group of girls, uh, and we then, just before we all left and returned to our home states, um, we had tea with uh, John Kennedy in the Rose Garden, and um, he kind of picked me out as looking like his wife, um, just sort of making an innuendo for the for the press, probably. Um, and then uh, when I returned to my home state, uh, I had to give a talk about my days, my day with Kennedy, and then. Um, Four, three, four months later, he was he was shot down in Dallas, and um, I had to return to the civic groups to give a talk again about my day with Kennedy. But this time, the um, the room was filled with sobbing people. So this was really the beginning of pretty much everything I've done since, other than maybe have children and raise them. Uh, but everything I've done in teaching, starting Waldorf schools, writing, has all been politicized. Uh, I was a member of the 60s generation. I was mm -hmm. present at the burning of the Bank of America at UC Santa Barbara. Uh, and mm -hmm. I saw that the FBI was the one that burned the bank down and not the student leaders who were subsequently sent to prison. Um, oh. I I realized uh, in the um, the street riots in Berkeley uh, that uh, that really all of this was tied to the assassinations of John Kennedy, Martin Luther King, and Robert Kennedy, and um, I, that was really the beginning of um, my quest for undoing the secrets. And um, I eventually did ten years of research. And wrote my Sub Rosa America series, which took 20 years to write, uh, not because it was difficult, but because I was doing other things at the same time to earn money and 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 uh, and f f uh, bring forward my hope for humanity uh, by giving children a good education and Waldorf schools, etc. So um, I I finally finished the Sub Rosa America series. It's uh, a fictional base, but uh, really I, I chose a fictional base so I could comment throughout the books. There are four books in the series. And um, it's all about um, what has happened to this country since John Kennedy's assassination. So that's, that's one side of me. Then the writer's side of me, um, when I got back from England, when I was in England, I had done some editing for Adam Parfrey at Feral House. And when I got back uh, and lived in Santa Fe, New Mexico for five years, uh, after, this was after grad school and I had gone to St. John's College there as well, I became friends with Clifford Carnicum. 
and he was the independent scientist in the late 90s who began the entire investigation into the trails in the skies. Those beautiful azure northern New Mexico skies were blighted by trails that Clifford immediately knew were not contrails, but were laden with chemicals and 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 his HEPA filter on his trailer was picking up fibers. So he began to investigate that with a very uh, makeshift microscopes and uh, equipment because he was no longer working for the Department of Defense or the Bureau of Land Management. So um, he, he, uh, I met him through a friend, he and his wife, Carol, and we would all go to breakfast every few weeks and Clifford and I would end up really deeply discussing what his research was uncovering. And he also took my blood sample and my saliva, and that was when I saw through his 300 power microscope that he had then that the what was in the fibers that I had found in my mouth uh, was also in my blood, and that the Morgellons uh, creature, which he subsequently renamed the cross-domain bacteria, uh, was sucking the iron out of my red blood cells. Well, this was definitely a wake-up call to me because I pride myself in being a health nut since the 60s, no doctors, very healthy, and here I had more creatures in me. So um, when I got back to the Northwest, uh, having moved from Santa Fe, Adam Parfrey contacted me and asked if I thought I could write a book on chemtrails. And so I did, uh, and that took two years. Uh, it came out in 2014. Chemtrails, Harp, and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth. And then um, from that book, and being on Coast to Coast uh, after the book came out, I then met Billy Hayes, uh, who is known as the Harp Man. And Billy became uh, a fan and uh, and an advisor, because Billy had, uh, had climbed up uh, over 240 tower installations working for defense contractors who in turn were contracted to a three-letter agency whose name will remain nameless. And Billy basically belonged to that agency since he was eight years old. He was an MK Ultra survivor and had been programmed in electromagnetics. So Billy became my advisor, because he was pointing at what all of the chemical trails and the ionosphere keters and all the things I had written about in the first book, he said, that's just, that's just a preamble to what's coming. And what was coming was the space fence. To resurrect the space fence, it had been running in a very minimal way back in the Reagan-Cheney-Bush era uh, in the 80s, and it was then called the Strategic Defense Initiative and the Star Wars program. And um, the only real space fence that we had was a, a, a chain of radar installations across the southern Midwestern states uh, all the way across. So uh, what was happening was now that the chemical trails and the ionosphere keters like 
HARP, the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Project in Gakona, Alaska, now that they had ionized the atmosphere and basically made it uh, battery-ready, uh, antenna-like, uh, electrified 24-7, and that's why the trails are always flying and why everything is always going on to keep it ionized, including weather, uh, extreme weather events. Then they were able to really do the space fence the way they'd wanted to back in the 80s, but hadn't had the ionized atmosphere. Now they could really cook, uh, literally. And um, the building of the Kwajalein Atoll uh, installation in the Marshall Islands uh, was really uh, under Lockheed Martin. I mean, Lockheed Martin runs the space fence. Raytheon has owned the patents for HARP and runs that program. Uh, basically, uh, these, these two um, top 10 defense contractors are pretty much uh, a synonym for the CIA. So uh, we're all subject now to a massive surveillance instrument that has a, a huge infrastructure on the ground level and in near-Earth orbit. So that's what the Under an Ionized Sky book does, is it basically spells out how we are wired and plugged in to a massive instrument that has been set up very quietly, uh, each thing looking to be individual, when really it is the smart grid. This is the huge smart grid. Uh, and we are now um, um, plugged in. And, uh, you know, I try to tell people what this foretells for the future generations, because in my mind, as I, the deeper into this I go, it's quite the rabbit hole, the deeper I go, I realize this is all about a transhumanist future. This is about cyborgs, not human beings. This is about a uh, complete empire of uh, planet Earth and near-Earth orbit. And eventually, if they have their way with this space age, this militarized space age that they've created, then it will be uh, the uh, entire solar system. Uh, and um, and the reason that I have that illustration on the cover, which is basically making planet Earth look like Saturn in that there's a ring around it, is Billy Hayes was very clear that uh, these rocket launches that are going up and spewing behind them masses of nanoparticles of uh, aluminum, barium, strontium, titanium, lithium, that these particles do end up uh, in the uh, above the Earth and get caught up in the spin of the Earth and eventually settle around the equator in a ring very much like Saturn. And when I asked him uh, early on, well, what what is this ring going to do? I mean, it's full of conductive nanoparticle metals. Uh, so it's got to have to do with what communication with the ground, uh, the ground um, set up for the space fence. Yes, yes, it is. He said, if I were to think of a metaphor for it, that ring, I would say it was a CD, a CD-ROM. 
and it will hold all the memories of everything on earth and it will eventually be used for communications with uh, other planets as we uh, head out into the solar system. So to me, this is the inevitability uh, that they have in mind. But meanwhile, they're really concentrating on control, control uh, full spectrum dominance over planet Earth. And by full spectrum dominance, it, it's a military doctrine. I didn't think the term up. That, that means full spectrum dominance of the electromagnetic spectrum. And given that you and I and all the other six, seven billion human beings on planet Earth are resonant beings to, to run a, an empire by plugging us all in to a device, basically a, a machine run by AI, uh, and then uh, using pulsing of frequencies to control us through the heavy metals, the nanoparticles that we've breathed in and we're breathing in every day uh, with, with no permission given, uh, no human consent. Uh, these particles that we're breathing in, along with the nanosensors like MEMS, GEMS, and NEMS, uh, and the microprocessors that we're breathing in, teeny-weeny little computers that are our transceivers, sending in, uh, information, receiving information, we have basically, uh, we are basically uh, matrices ourselves that can so they already, communicate already, it, with. it already happened. It, it already happened. Oh, they, yes. they, they already got us. Is yes. that what you're saying? Is this already yes. Wow. It's not in the future. It's already done. Uh, and it's continuing to be done. And now I've shifted my emphasis, certainly in radio shows and um, in my writing, because I've started the third book in the series, and that's on synthetic biology. I, I'm trying to figure out what do we do now? Because, you know, at, at initially when Trump came into office, uh, because it had been such a... Uh, uh, it, that really everyone thought Hillary would win, and then Trump came in, sort of, sort of like uh, when Kennedy came in. Not, not to compare the two at all on a, on, on a real level, but but it was unexpected. I wondered uh, how what he was going to be like, and was he going to be briefed on this uh, this sort of apotheosis of the SDI program. Or was he going to be given disinformation and misinformation uh, that, uh, yeah, we need this, uh, you know, this is all about American defense, rah, 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 uh, and, and he wouldn't know about the rest. And even if he did, if he was properly briefed, would he be one of the guys in the white hats or the black hats regarding what is going on really with this program? So far, and I could be missing something big time. Um, so far, I, I have not made a decision on that. I, I personally do not think that uh, he has been briefed properly on a lot of things and that he's still caught in a mess of what, uh, you know, is called the deep state or called uh, 
what draining the swamp or whatever. Uh, you know, I don't pay that much attention to it to really because I'm I'm so concentrated on this. I'm trying to find ways to give people. A big picture, yes. It's it's a it's a big mouthful. It's it's not pleasant to realize our condition with these nanoparticles. On the other hand, we need to know our condition so that we can take care of ourselves, our children, our grandchildren, and uh, and our communities. So um, so that's what I'm concentrating on now. That I finally, I mean, I had no idea. I had no idea when I wrote Kim Trail's Harp that it was this bad. I knew the Morgellons was bad because Clifford had already convinced me. But I, I had not put the nanoparticles uh, context uh, in a proper uh, uh, a picture for myself. And that's kind of how I write is I, I take in a tremendous amount of information. I let it all settle. And then I slowly begin to see how the parts all fit together. And I think if you do read Under an Eye and Eye Sky, you'll see that this, this book goes much further than the first one. Wow. So we're all doomed. <laughs> I'm just filled with good news, uh, right? <laughs> uh, well, I've been interviewing all the Secret Space Program super soldiers the last couple of weeks. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, I... I, Trump, I think he's in on it. I, I don't think it's about being <laughs> briefed or not. I think he's part of it. And I get that on a, like a, a very gut, uh, instinctual, psychic level. Um, when I get these hits like that, it's like I'm using right on. And I hope I'm wrong. But it's. I think it's like you said. It's the, uh, these heads of, of the world oh. are all maybe bored or taken over. But uh, so it starts that. They're like the eight puppets. And they're enforcer, the enforcers, and the um, um, manipulators and propaganda people that are telling us just what we uh, need to hear for their agenda. Go ahead. Somebody else wants to talk. Go ahead. Yeah, I would like to say, you know, when you re when I analyzed this, I was really, really much impressed um, by this uh, book, uh, How Democracies Die by Levitsky and uh, Ziblatt. And they say that, and they analyze all these actual cases and it comes down to that what held our country together when all the dictatorships took over every place else was this commitment, these the customs that we had of uh, not treating uh, the other party as uh, the, the enemy, not encouraging violence and all that stuff. But it was all based on a compromise between uh, uh, the northerners and the southerners to let the southerners really disenfranchised black people. So now as we move to full uh, to commitment to real democracy, uh, then uh, this is the what's getting stirred. And, and when he, they look at Trump, they say, they look, uh, does he have a weak commitment to the democratic rules of the game? Does he deny the legitimacy of the political opponents? Does he see them as enemy? Does he tolerate or encourage violence? And is he ready to curtail civil liberties of opponents, including the media? And all those things mean uh, our, our, <laughs> what we thought was democracy is even that part is, is being way threatened because it isn't all just a matter of law and constitution. It's a matter of no, not so much separation that you can't work it out with other people. Could you relate to that, please? <laughs> Well, I haven't thought we had a democracy since the 60s. Uh, we haven't had one. We're a 
we're run by the military industrial intelligence complex uh and um you know anything democratic uh has been used and abused by the operation mockingbird mainstream media uh, and the COINTELPRO forces that uh, hold us in a vice grip uh, just make it feel kind of comfy and, and kind of convenient because we have all this cool, fun uh, technology now that is really military technology. Everything that we've gotten from has been from the military, the radio, the television, the computer, these phones. Uh, I don't own one because... Uh, it's like carrying your own weapon around with you. Uh, and um, I, I, I personally, I have not seen anything democratic. Now, as far as the republic, we did kind of have a republic uh, as long as the Constitution was being fought over. But uh, gosh, now with this technology, I don't, I don't see that we have a First Amendment or a Fourth Amendment for sure. Um, I don't know. Am I missing something? Uh, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally I'm agree with you. I, I'm there, a realist. There's, there's I'm not that, really interested. Yeah, in. that real, the real government is something really, really different than the benign uh, myth that we're supposed to buy, that we have a democracy. But what they're, what they're saying is even that can't uh, be sustained and that we're, we're moving toward the possibility of a naked Mussolini-type dictatorship oh, with a provocation Absolutely. either of, of a natural disaster or a, a 911 put up like the Twin Towers in order to uh, uh, curtail, uh, you know, have state of emergency or even uh, military rules. It, you know, so that uh, it, uh, basically uh, it's getting nakeder and nakeder is what, what these guys are saying. Yeah, but we we had it way before Trump. I mean, Trump is a, is a business tycoon. Those are the people who elected him. Uh, you know, I haven't seen a real president since Kennedy. Um, they've all worked for the same yeah. bunch of thieves and criminals and pedophiles. I, uh, I, I just, I, I guess the way I work uh, is I, I'm, I'm issue-oriented, I suppose, and and to me, this is global. The thing I'm concentrating on now. This is not about just America. This is right. global, and this is serious about uh, about the future of humanity. And I am not one of those naysayers that thinks humanity is not worth the trouble, and the Earth would be better off without us. I am not that at all. I feel that we and our planet are connected, and I don't care how many evil bad dudes come through the door. Uh, in in you know around me in any generation, uh, I have a job to do, and you know I got a lot of feedback when I was quite emotional at one of the talks I gave, and I said, "This is my watch. This is my watch, right, right. and I'm on it, and I will do what I need to do to contribute what I can, and then I'm out of here." I mean. That's the way it is for all of us, isn't it? I, you know, uh, so I am. I am concentrating on the global. But may not. What Penny Bradley was saying that death is there's no escape. There's no escape, and she was part of the secret. They would kill them intentionally, and they stick them in a vat, and they're, they wake up next day and go back to work as, as military slaves. And so there's uh, several million of them are are being conscripted 
did, uh, and they, then their mind wiped to return to their lives until they're needed again. And then they're back on Mars. Or in the, and so this is, if this is indeed true, which it seems to be overwhelming with all these people coming out and uh, they're waking each other up, you know, who who's doing this chemtrailing? What species? Is it like right. Solar Warden? I, you know, who's doing yeah, this? I, I can't who's go there. Who's over the planet? You I can't, can't go okay. there because I can't. I can't prove it. Um, I, I'm a data freak. I mean, it. you know, I have okay. probably over a thousand footnotes in this latest book. It's embarrassing, but I I want people to have plenty of stuff to look at because I assume there's uh -huh. there's somebody out there who's going to see more than I do, and I want them to have some antecedents that they can go to and look. I I I'm not saying that there isn't the possibility of um, off-planet or uh, certainly uh, hyperdimensional beings that can take over human beings, uh, move right in once you've sold your soul to whatever the devil is in your life, you know, whether it's rock right. and roll like Robert Johnson said he sold his soul to the devil or, or if it's politics or pedophilia and Satanists, I don't, you know, whatever it is, uh, there are things that uh, can move into and, and uh, overtake uh, a human being. I, I completely understand that, but I can't. I can't necessarily go there. I see that. Uh, you know, I'm pretty much a, a small expert on MK Ultra because I spent years on that to understand mm -hmm. the mind control piece of this uh, of what now is a much bigger picture for me of how it's going to be done. But the MK Ultra, I mean, we're talking thousands and thousands of victims of MK Ultra alone. And then then we get to EMK Ultra, which is what I call it, ever since they've uh, made it remote and uh, electromagnetic. So now we have EMK Ultra, thousands and thousands of victims. And then we have targeted individuals, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of victims uh, as they test their latest equipment on them. So we we, we have enough, in my mind, to do with on the human level uh, that I can't really postulate uh, beyond that. That's I don't think that's my job. I think my job is to go as far as I can on the human scale of, of how the evil and how nefarious uh, self-interested humanity can be. And now in comes this new piece, which is electromagnetic. And now, now we're into something uh, which very much could be non-human, such as AI such as supercomputers, mm -hmm. such as nanotechnology. Even the nanotech experts say they really don't understand what nanotech is because it's not natural. It's not from nature. So, uh, so yes, we have technologies now that are going to take us into realms that are beyond what was once called by occultists, uh, beyond the threshold. Uh, where we were protected from uh, hyperdimensional uh, uh, universes, entities, whatever. Yes, we are on our way through that. And I think in the synthetic biology book, you're going to see where I'm, I'm really stepping out there because uh, I don't know if you remember from our last time in 2016, but I am a student of Rudolf Steiner. So I, oh. I'm not 
I'm no rookie when it comes to the occult. Uh, I, you know, I've spent uh, 35, 45 years uh, studying Steiner. So uh, I, I'm going there. I'm going into esoterics, just like, like I did in this right. last book. I've got a whole chapter on ether, plasma, and scalar technology. Now, these are all uh, beyond the threshold things. And so we have to bring that back. We have to take metaphysics on the one hand and physics on the other hand through maybe quantum physics, which has sort of opened the door for the merging and the intertwining of these so that we understand our condition all the way down to our subtle bodies. Mm -hmm. Now, hey, I'm comfortable in that area. But once we start importing mm -hmm. aliens and blaming them yeah. for everything, I'm out. Can't do it. Oh, yeah, but well, a lot. Of going, go, go back to data, if you would, to Harp, because you, I know you know stuff about Harp. Did the Harp guys, whoever they were, cause Fukushima? Oh, yeah. Wait, I'm about to say, before, before we go, okay, I just wanted to. Uh, I, just you said a lot of stuff, and I want to unpack it a little bit. So, what was your question, um, Fukushima? Okay, yeah. Let's let's kind of uh, finish one thing and then go on to another thing because uh, this is very very important. All I'm saying is I'm getting a huge amount of testimonials. Testimonials do do stand up in a, a you know a court <laughs> in court, right? And, and so we're looking at all these things. You're looking at okay, ultra people. I get a lot of those people. Uh, it may be, like you said, nanotechnology. And then who created the thing? Who's the one that put this into effect? The it didn't just come out of nowhere. There's someone that has this agenda. That no, I, I talk about it in the books. I tell you the okay. names and everything. I mean, okay. if you're, if you're again going to go into the, the alien side, I, I just can't go there. I, I, don't, I think we can just... Put that aside. I've got a lot of informa information, but you don't need to talk me into anything, and I don't need to talk you into anything. Well, I'm just I, I'm just looking at the whole picture, you know, because uh, I'm I'm a researcher go, of going back into history with my husband, who's an anthropologist, and we go back to the Anunnaki and, and you know the evidence there that there's been uh -huh. visitations, and then I'm an experiencer, so I personally have had experiences. So I'm looking at the whole picture because that's my life, just like yours is is affected because of you know your critical incident where and i'm i'm uh, of the same generation and sasha's uh, 77 and uh, kevin's our baby here <laughs> how old yeah, are you kevin 46 46 so uh let's have kevin interject something here and then we'll go to what you said fukushima okay uh go ahead kevin ask a question we don't want to leave you out well, I'm, uh, I'm really curious to understand more about this the, this nanotechnology um, that's in the chemtrails. If you can explain a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's uh, it's super important. Uh, and and really, before I started writing under an ionized sky and uh, began to really look at nanotech, I, I I had no idea that this this really is possibly the biggest culprit. Of, of what's going to change us. Um, so uh, in chapter three, chapter three is all about the nanotechnology revolution. And uh, I, I go into everything I can find uh, about how it came about, how these nanoparticles were created and, um, and moved into the public sphere with, with no decision-making whatsoever. 
in the government or anything. What is that noise? Airplane. Oh, an airplane. Where is it? Who's, oh, who's airplane? It's not here. Maui. It's in Maui, Janet. Turn your mic on. Oh, we have a plate here. Okay. Oh, they, they must have changed direction because we normally don't hear them. Okay, go, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. All right. All right. Sorry, I was confused. So, um, so when in the chemical trails, um, everything is nano. Now, you know that we in the movement, in the anti-geoengineering movement, we still argue over, is it just from the jet fuel? Is what we're seeing the classified fuel formula? And it is classified by the military, and that includes commercial jets as well as military jets. You cannot, you cannot get that formula of what they're using in these jets. Uh, is it just what's happening in the combustion chamber? There's sort of a, 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 a transmutation that goes on there, uh, and it comes out oxidized. The aluminum, the barium, the strontium, the titanium, the lithium, all very conductive, uh, all somehow needed in the jet fuel for efficiency, uh, all the things that they need. Uh, or is it a supplementary system uh, that is on the jets? Uh, many people have seen the pylons on the wings with the ducts. Uh, the, it's you know what I'm a I'm kind of an Eastern orientation, not a Western either or orientation. I say it's both and. So the important part is that. Those are all nanoscale. Now that's submicron. That is beyond tiny. You cannot see it with the naked eye. You cannot see it with most microscopes. You actually need an electron microscope, an electroscope, uh, in order to see nano level. So uh, these uh, come down. They First of all, they're usually laid in the stratosphere at the very top of our troposphere. And then slowly they will filter down, uh, which is why they have to fly the jets every day uh, pretty much to keep, keep a lot of these nanoparticles in the air because they're highly conductive. And, and you can move weather systems by having lots of particulates uh, in the atmosphere, but more importantly, you can have lots and lots of wireless operations. Uh, with all of this particulate in the air. So they make it small so it has loft, so that it comes down slowly. Uh, and uh, as it's coming down, we're breathing it. There's no way around it. Uh, mm -hmm. The aluminum oxide that is coming down is killing the trees in, in everywhere, everywhere, because the soil is uh, is turning um, acidic uh, is, is, I'm sorry, alkaline. The oceans are turning acidic. Um, it's in our lungs. We take it in, can't see it, can't feel it. It goes into our lungs and then those nanoparticles of metal then make their way through our bloodstream, into our organs, into our muscles, into our tissues, and eventually, you know, into and past the blood-brain barrier, and they're in our brain. And that's why Alzheimer's has increased, uh, autism has increased, I mean, not just increased a little, 
I like I mean like off the charts increased because we are taking in all this metal. And this makes us even more conductive than we were before. Now we really we're really towers. Now we're we're really transceivers. Here's uh, a question for actually one more question. How does fluoride fit into this? Isn't like fluoride is aluminum too? Yes, and fluoride what happens with the fluoride? That's in the water system, right? Do you have fluoride where you are? Uh, not where I am, and I don't use fluoride toothpaste anymore. And uh... Right, you know. But all of this with fluoride, uh, aluminum, uh, mercury, and uh, vaccinations, uh, all of this acts what's my favorite word now, synergistically. All of these pollutants are acting together. And they don't really, they being uh, the military scientists or scientists who are, are pursuing uh, under a, uh, a compartmentalized need-to-know basis with minimal clearance, security clearance, uh, pursuing their little particular task paid for by government money, um, they, they don't know what will happen with the synergy uh, and in uh, whether it's in the sky or it's down here on Earth with our our plants, we do know that Monsanto made aluminum resistant seed before we really had full chemical trail uh, uh, infusion going on. So obviously they were in on it and they got something ready. So now. Um, I think that they're watching people's health very closely. I think they're hacking into hospital records, clinic records, whatever, in order to see uh, what is going on chemically and with the metals uh, in the uh, human body because they don't really know. And the fluoride is certainly a part of it. Um, you know, diseases now, uh, from Lyme's disease to uh, chronic fatigue. Uh, chronic fatigue is not really a disease, it's a symptom of too much metal in the body. Uh, all the uh, fibrosis, all, all these things are, are being misdiagnosed. I mean, it, you can't blame the physicians, they don't know anything. This is national security. This is all secret. Uh, and so, so that, brings, that brings you back to who, is, who can breathe this stuff? Who is immune to the stuff being put out there? They're not poisoning themselves. Yeah, as far as the the ones uh, doing this, um, yeah, they must have the antidotes. Um, their families are going to be fine, would be my guess. They're building their mansions underground, and uh, uh, and so I'm uh, I'm assuming they have a vaccination. They have pills. They certainly have state-of-the-art uh, filters, air filters in their homes, water filters, etc. Um, what? Why would they do this? I mean, let's talk about yeah. that. Why would they do this? Uh, they must yeah. have a very great dream that they want to bring to fold. And they must have in mind that someday they may not need this, that they are probably all frantically working to uh, to get to a point where they do not need to do this at, at the scale they're doing it. And it, this it's a tremendous scale. We're all breathing masses of this stuff. 
so um, I'm thinking that uh, they are pursuing technologies, one of which I know, because I've studied it, is plasma. They're making plasma, and I don't mean the plasma in your blood. I mean the fourth state of matter. They're making plasma in our atmosphere. They're having all kinds of things going on. They're making Birkeland currents. They're making Alvin waves. They're making all these things that were once considered cosmic and out of the purview of, of uh, anthropomorphic ability. They're doing it now because the atmosphere is electrified all the time, and they can just treat the atmosphere as a lab. And they don't care if they kill off a bunch of us, do they? And meanwhile, disaster capitalism is is making hay for the medical industry and big pharma, uh, you know, as we get sicker and sicker. Uh, I mean, they these are the kinds of people, if, you know, if we still call them people, psychopaths, I like to call them, who uh, who don't really care what the side effects are, and that includes their own families, really, when you get down to it. They, are, they don't love their children like you do, like I do. They have a, you know, I've known three very elite people uh, from elite families, and they do not raise their children the way we do. They do not, these children do not watch television. These children do not eat crap food, uh, GMOs. These children are, uh, are treated specially, but they are also very, very abused because they are expected to handle the reins of power, and so you need dissociation. Uh, when uh, when you have that kind of pressure on you that the lawyers the lawyers alone can't handle, so so it's a very different people. It's like almost from another planet, uh, and they they have a, a way in which they will sacrifice uh, just about anything or anyone for their dream, and and I do I do give them credit for that because. You know, I deal with mostly just regular folks, and um, regular folks do not really pursue their dream very well. They they are willing to kind of let things slide or or take comfort and convenience over the price that it takes, the sacrifice it takes in order to really acquire a dream. I, I know very well what that means. I've sacrificed a great deal, and that's that was my choice. You know, it's not that I'm looking for any praise. That's what it takes if you want to. You have a big dream. So, so their dream is very big, and um, they have a lot of minions, a lot of slaves, like you were saying. Right, a lot of people yeah. work for them. A lot of people are are under terror and fear. A lot of people have been filmed with having sex with children. So, those are completely controlled. So so this is how they run their lives. And then they have a lot of fancy technology that I think is going to take care of them. I mean, every time I looked at that one, um, what's this, uh, one, well, that one Rothschild, I think he's called Evelyn. Uh, every time I looked at him, it was, my God, is he getting younger? What is he drinking? Oh, children's yeah. blood? I mean, you know, the, <laughs> there adrenal, you go. <laughs> the adrenal chrome in, in terrified children. Is that what these guys do? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that's exactly yeah. what they do. Yeah. So so I don't I try not to think about them and I try not to really give them much of my juice. I'm concentrating on our people, the real human beings. Uh, and so uh, right. you know, that's 
I don't know if I answered your question about it sufficiently about what's coming down, but the nanoparticles are very much what I would recommend that you really look into. Yeah. So the nano <laughs> nanoparticles, it's are we, are we talking about like they're just they're just metals, or are we talking about like like something that's like a computer chip? No, it's not a computer chip. Uh, it's, you know, there's nanoparticles in women's cosmetics. There's nanoparticles in any processed food that you will buy in a supermarket, like chips or something. All of, all of our food supply has nanoparticles in it now because they don't need to name it on the ingredients list. Uh, so uh, all anything refined, it's like a filler, it can be used as a filler. It's in our clothes. Uh, all the things that make this clothes smell nice in a, you know, in a department store. Uh, that's all nanoparticles. So uh, where can I look where there aren't nanoparticles? Well, I'm not sure. I suppose I, I still maintain that eating organic food over GMOs is, is good. But on the other hand, these nanoparticles are everywhere. They're, every, they're, they're, they're falling on us right now. So what defines uh, a nanoparticle? Is it a metallic a metallic particle? It is atoms and molecules. And um, if you are asking, what you're asking me is what material they're made from. They can use a variety of materials to make them. They can use um, just uh, periodic table uh, elements to make them because they're all on an atomic and molecular level. They're, they're quite... So Quite extraordinary. If everything's grown outside, including organic food, then there's really no true organic food because whoever's falling down the sky goes yes. into everything. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and that that is the key, isn't it? But it's it's at least still uh, from real seed. It's not a genetically modified seed. Um, right. But I am recommending that people grow in covered uh, with covered areas. I don't mean glass houses or anything but to at least cover particularly you know the first hour of a rainfall there's a mass of nanos coming down and and just to oh. finish your question about the nanos yes then I did mention the sensors now the sensors they have you know there have been articles in in the newspaper that they've released trillions of sensors of uh, in the uh, stratosphere so there's a lot of those, the sensors, and they're in us. So those sensors are doing their job. They are, uh, they are sensing things. Uh, they probably um, are being communicated with in our, all of our cell towers and uh, all of our cell phones around and the 60 hertz in our walls and the Internet of Things that's all around us. Uh, I would assume they're being communicated with, and um, maybe AI systems are picking up on data, because it isn't just social media that's doing vacuuming up data, it's these sensors. So they're in us. Right. They're in my brain, they're in everything. Uh, and We're then coming up on the first break here, I just wanted to give a heads up, so oh, okay. uh, it'll be about yeah. one minute. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, and then there's the microprocessors, which are the tiny computers, and those are in us as well. And they are certainly transceivers, uh, and they are nanoscale. So, um, so it's it's quite an amazing feat to get all this in us. Never enter a clinic, never enter a hospital, never go to a doctor, never see a scientist around. 
uh, they don't need to uh, to get hold of us in any way. It can all be done remotely, and and I'm sure they're feeling very good about this because they they really want full control over humanity. Wow! Apparently, they have it. Okay. Well, and, and, and we're yet, be going on a break. Uh, what I wonder ahead, is how, how is how is it that uh, if they have full control over humanity, that the uh, five of us right now are having this conversation and people are listening to us and responding to us? We're not being well, snuffed. Yeah, let's cover that. We'll be back after the commercial break. Yes. See you in five. were not quite right, that everything was just ever so slightly askew. Do you have, to paraphrase Morpheus, a splinter in your mind? If you're interested in hearing the latest information about UFOs, the paranormal, ancient cultures and structures, monatomic elements, longevity, fantastic discoveries in science, download it to your brain, then tune in to us. Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Mackie. And we are Shiny Side Out, Sundays, 2 to 4 a.m. Eastern. See you then. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. You don't need to expect us. We're already here. Join me weekdays for my new show, Tell Chris Joe. It's going to be a problem show brought to you live from Kensington. Thursdays, I'm dealing with hot topics, heated debate, what's new around the world, and ring-ins to discuss listeners' problems and offering considered and heartfelt solutions. So join me, Chris Hart, for Tell Chris Joe. Stop what you're doing, grab a cup of tea, and coming live from Kensington. Relax, let me entertain you with a coffee bar online. Listeners, very personal problems. So that's Thursdays, 2 p.m. in the afternoon, Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. See you there. It's going to be lots of fun. Is your data safe? Do you have the necessary information to assist you in confidently living through just about any survival situation? Is survival and gardening, off-grid living, medical knowledge, or even natural or man-made EMPs on your list of personal concerns? Do you have your documents and your personal information in a safe place in your hands where you know where it is? Well, check out our preloaded EMP-proof thumb drive. 
Over three gigs of survival documents and how-tos, plus the USDA offline food preservation website, and much, much more, including a surprise bonus we just can't tell you about here. With plenty of room left over to store your most important documents. Imagine if a megavirus or computer failure took out your bank, or all the banks for that matter. Are your banking records safe in your hands so when they get things fixed and repaired, you can say, hey, look, this is what I had. You have it. I want it back. Is your personal data safe? Family records? Addresses? Phone numbers? Well, squeeze on over to freedomslips.com. Yes, that's www.freedomslips.com. Click the banner on the homepage for the EMP-proof bullet drive to get the full scoop of everything that we offer. So, folks, keep your data safe for your peace of mind. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. You don't need to expect us. We're already here. Looking for a nightcap to fill your listening needs? Come join us on Spaced Out Radio with me, Dave Scott, right here on Revolution Radio. Monday through Friday for three hours a night, starting at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern, we will take you down the supernatural path. From ET contact to the paranormal and all of the spiritual, cryptid, and conspiracy stories in between, you can find us right here on Revolution Radio at SpacedOutRadio.com, on Twitter at SpacedOutRadio, and on Facebook at SpacedOutRadio Show. Spaced Out Radio, it's a night of talk and interaction. Are you experienced? The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. Oh, Kevin, you got to <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're on or not. Is that it's it's potato chips. Oh. Sorry. Did I, You're crunching. Did I inspire you to have potato <laughs> chips when I said they're filled with nanoparticles? You're, you're back. <laughs> yes, yes. I got to eat them right now. I don't know if we're live or not. I can't tell. Yeah, I don't know if the man. Click it and y'all started talking. I couldn't do it. So you're live now. Okay. We're back. You heard us. Being real, <laughs> real people. We are real people. Welcome okay, back. welcome back to Stargate to the Cosmos, and I'm your host Janet Care Lesson with co-host Dr. Sasha Alec Lesson and uh, Kevin Estrella and producer Thomas Becker and our wonderful guest Elana Freeland, who's scaring the crap out of us, but we're okay. <laughs> Before we get back to our show with more, we're gonna we're gonna have some positive things at the end. That's what I always do. Like we're gonna do all the yucky stuff, and then we'll come around with something. But before that, we have to do our little commercial break. And we would like everybody to everybody, just everybody, follow my hypnotic suggestion. Go over and uh, make a donation to Revolution Radio. That button on Revolution Radio. And donate what you can. Even if you're listening to the archives, you're going to find yourself going to revolution.radio and clicking and making a donation so we can stay on the air. Because we are relying on your donations to stay alive. Stay alive. Um, Bad Painter, where are we in the um, uh, this whole cycle? 
How much more do we need to meet our goal? We got twelve ninety seven, and we need twenty six fifty. So that's uh thirteen fifty three to go yet this month, and we're actually we're doing pretty good. So, but we'd appreciate it. Go ahead and donate. Right, it'd be better the end to end the month ahead. Okay, so uh, before we bring Ilana back, let's get the comment from each person. Oh, Sasha, what would you like to say? Uh, I, I want to know what you think we're going to say about Fukushima and Harp, please. <laughs> okay, we can talk about that. And Kevin, um, what do you want to ask in this next hour or talk oh. about? Oh, boy. Um, I think a little bit more in regards to these other programs that are being used and tested, um, you know, because uh, a friend of mine, and she's been on this show before, um, who um, uh, who was inducted in 2004, or, or Solaris Blue Raven, um, she was uh, uh, attacked with artificial uh, um, telepathy. Um, right. and she was she was targeted for for many years and it, it uh, nearly destroyed her life. Yeah. Okay, so Ilana, back to you. Where do you want to go right now? Uh, and so you've got the request on the table. Take it away. Right. Um, did you want to do that question that you had before the break, or do you want to wait for that one? Do you remember? What was it? the question before the break? <laughs> now I don't that was, remember. That was Sasha. <laughs> Yeah, so Sasha, your uh, question was. Oh, there were the, there were the big question was, uh, how is it that we have been selected and blessed and uh, motivated and uh, uh, drawn to this mission of communicating and our mission is being facilitated and people are listening and uh, I, I think somehow... Their heart chakras are opening, and it's not that there always has to be opposition and other, but there's the possibility of humanity becoming much kinder. That's what I think. Okay. All right. So uh, I'll return to that. Let's do the Fukushima first. Um, mm -hmm. okay. I go into the Fukushima um, event in the uh, chemtrails, harp, and the full spectrum dominance of planet Earth. I go into Fukushima in that one. I go into Katrina in that one, Hurricane Katrina. I go into Hurricane Sandy, um, the the uh, Haitian hurricane, uh, because in that book, I'm really primarily looking at weather. And um, as I said, there weather is only one of the operations uh, certainly a very important one, admittedly, uh, that this electrified, ionized atmosphere uh, provides the matrix for, for military uh, operations. And um, when, I, when I did uh, the Fukushima, I looked at a, a few things I had found that were going on politically that indicated, uh, one, one being, just to give you an example, of how the prime minister of uh, of Japan at that time was uh, definitely listening to people who wanted the American base on Okinawa to be gone. Now that is very huge thing, given that uh, since the end of World War II, when we 
the Americans basically rewrote Japan's constitution and that Japan has been sort of like America in the East uh, for us. When, when it was obvious that there was going to be a political move to, to make Americans leave o Okinawa, um, that's when the Fukushima event happened. So I did see, oh. I did see a correlation between the two. That um, it, it wasn't just because it was again, uh, you know, in Sub Rosa America, I studied the Freemasons big time, and and I am uh, very much involved in looking into uh, their symbolic language, their numerology, the way they talk to each other in media, um, in mainstream media articles about some of their false uh, after false flag events, uh, after youthful shooters shoot things up i i know their language i've spent years studying it so i um and i saw that language in the fukushima uh, event in that there were three events uh i don't know if you remember that there were three earthquakes basically uh and um <clears throat> the third of course was the one that that toppled uh the daishi a nuclear uh, plant and made this terrible, terrible mess uh, for Japan and for the ocean and the planet, etc. So, yes, that was very much HARP. HARP is the only one, but remember, HARP uh, had tremendous power. Uh, that was really what made it different. It is only one of now hundreds of ionosphere keters around the planet. Harp is just one, but it still has tremendous power. And it was shut down in 2013. I don't know if you remember. Uh, and um, in 2014, they had a, uh, uh, I think it was an Alaskan uh, Senate uh, meeting in which one of the Air Force guys admitted that Harp had been successful. And now we're going to pass it over to the University of Alaska at Fairbanks. Uh, it, it, it was successful because now we control the ionosphere. And he, he just absolutely said it. So uh, that is true. And now, bingo, HARP has been, re, uh, has been brought online again. And um, after the winter we just had, in which I saw many uh, weather events, extreme weather events, particularly ice events, uh, that uh, were being created anthropogenically by uh, the, all the technology that can move, uh, build, feed, uh, steer weather systems. Um, I, uh, I wonder if they're bringing HARP back online because they're making war preparations regarding Iran uh, and saber-rattling, whether or not it comes to pass, one can only hope that it won't. Uh, but to bring HARP back online to world leaders, such as in Iran, because Iran is the home of the great physicist Keshe, K-E-S-H-E. Uh, oh, he, yeah, Kesh. He uh -huh. is a great physicist. Um, I'm sure that these world leaders know what it means 
that harp is brought back online but you can't because this is all scalar technology that is all tesla stuff um the harp would be only one of the instruments that would have been used at fukushima there had to be another one and possibly a, a, a yet another one three because in um when you're when you're doing interferometry which is what it takes uh, you know over a target area you're going to interfere three beams or two beams over a target area then you can really juice it and decimate it uh and um that uh, I don't know which other one would have been used, uh, possibly one in Russia, possibly one in India. I don't, I don't know, but um, I was never clear on that, of what other instrument would have been used with HARP. But I was very clear that three days in advance of Fukushima, they fired HARP up. And that was when you could still go to a certain site and, and, and do the reading for uh, for what what level harp was running at that disappeared uh, and I don't I don't know that it'll ever return so um, so anyway that's on Fukushima was that enough that was Bosh, wonderful were you thank you. I'll, I'll, I'm really satisfied that was I'm I was so interested in it thank you so much oh yeah and then. A Course, up the uh, the other thing about you know Katrina and all that uh, stuff and you know, the drown the drowning and murder and uh, kidnapping from our uh, perspective the kidnapping of a lot of the homeless black people uh, uh, and taking to the German uh, slave camps yes. on other uh, planets I know you don't dig that stuff because there's no evidence but anyway that's the stories we've been getting but a lot of but a lot of black people were of course I mean to me Katrina was here, here's how I looked at it. Katrina and Sandy were very similar. You remember Sandy was in on the New York coast, right? You remember that? Yes, I remember. Kate, Sandy. Okay, so they're very similar because both of those were international ports. Uh, you mm -hmm. had the Mississippi River uh, port at New Orleans, and then mm -hmm. you had the ports of New Jersey and New York uh, up where Sandy was. And uh, mm -hmm. my theory was that they wanted to redo these ports and they wanted all the poor out of there. And so they mm. ran these hurricanes because that's the way disaster capitalism is. And that is yeah. fully functional. It is all disaster capitalists now. Uh, and they're making a fortune off of weather derivatives and, and wow. bringing, bringing uh, Halliburton in to rebuild and moving people into FEMA uh, camps and, uh, and, and uh, trailers and, you know, the trailer business is booming. Uh, so, so when they did uh, Katrina, that, that's what happened is 30, uh, approximately 35,000 was the last figure I remember. Uh, poor people living down in the poor area were all moved out. And as, as you were saying, I don't know about off planet, but I do know that Almost none of them returned, and their property was sold for a song, and uh, and and virtually they've disappeared. They're gone. Nobody knows yeah. where they are either. I did meet a black woman and two children in Austin, Texas. I was visiting my daughter there, and uh, they were in the neighborhood, and they had come from uh new orleans after after uh katrina and uh so i listened to that lady very carefully 
about uh, her property and uh, how she was hoping that they could go home. And it was very early on. So, and I, I, I knew already that she would never go home. I knew that. And the same thing they did with Sandy. The only thing that was different with Sandy, which was very interesting, is they parked a hurricane off coast uh, uh, on the same latitude as the target area. They had a hurricane parked, and I believe they were using that hurricane to feed that storm system. Um, and that you need to, um, you know, do a little more study in, in the Chemtrails Heart Book to, to understand how that is done. Mm-hmm. But uh, recently, remember when we saw five hurricanes parked off the Atlantic coast, remember? That was just mm-hmm. a few months ago. Uh, and, and to do that, they did fire harp up for that because to park five hurricane systems is, takes a lot of energy. And so all of these for the last two decades are all, in my mind, uh, experimental. This is all them learning how to control weather systems uh, for, yes, weather uh, and perhaps food, but mainly for weaponizing, mainly as threat so that they can bring a drought where they want it, they can bring floods where the disaster capitalists need it. Uh, this, this, is, this is the American way, is to weaponize everything. And that everything. also is part of full-spectrum dominance. Uh, did, does I Mr. Pooh have similar technology? Wait, let me, wait, I have a question. Can I, can I ask mine and go to yours? Um, we live across Haleakwa. And they have some uh, harp installation up there. They have some, make some something. It, it fires up. I see it all the time. Yeah, you got a uh, telescope up there. Harp. Yeah, right. But there's something else that they fire up, and it beams. I've seen it beam. Oh, or something. Something's coming. Probably from a it. laser. I think it's a laser installation uh, up on Haleakala, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, what is that about? What do you know about that? It's a laser. You know, it's it's a it's a laser. It's part of the harp array that they fire in a sequence to right. cause a toroid that bounces at a right angle That's off right. the ionosphere at the target. That's right. Right. That's right. And and they so. can use the laser system uh, for target areas in interferometry as well for weaponing. Yeah. Right. So yeah. anyway, we're right across from one of them. I've I've seen their their being. Uh, and I've seen them fired up, and they do it somewhere around four, between four and five. But you know, they've had there's they must be covering things because they've had we've had like three or four weeks of rain, so you can't see anything. So you say they yeah. might be firing up from war with Iran. Uh, what makes you identify where they're going to be? Well, it's only that that's where the saber rattling is going on now is with Iran because Iran is uh, it it just is not playing ball, you know, uh, and uh, and it's, you know, Syria has pretty much been worn out. Uh, I mean, it's it's disgusting. It's all absolutely disgusting. Uh, And Iran is um, and this you will be interested in this and you've probably already known about it but but i think that uh certainly i watched closely when we went into um 
it's not Babylon. What's the name of uh, Baghdad? When we went into Baghdad, uh, and I saw them, uh, big media event that they had, uh, that the entire museum had been desecrated and there was a lot of theft. Right. That was the cover story. They had gone in and gotten all these ancient artifacts, no question about it. That was a big priority for the assault on Baghdad and Iraq in general. Uh, and now they're in Syria. And that, I'm sure it's a huge part of why they are collecting the artifacts, the ancient artifacts of the past, because all these sciences that they are dedicated to, they have lived before. We've had these sciences, you know about Atlantis. Right. Uh, we've had oh, yeah. these sciences before, and we've we've made big mistakes, right? Uh, poles, the poles have shifted, and all sorts of things. And I I do believe that they are not necessarily cosmically caused. I think they're caused by human beings in the sandbox here, uh, mm -hmm. uh, toiling away at uh, at their latest little dreams and nightmares. So. Um, possibly, uh, oh yes, I, I, which I, I, was Persia. That's that's part of it as well. I mean, the Persian Empire. Can you get much greater than that? So, right. so listen. I wanted to tell you about in from the old Sumerian stuff. They talk about this uh, uh, genius Adapa who is able to uh, master this their scientists' machinery to change the direction of the wind so that it would take his sails where he wanted to go. So there's all this ancient. There it is. It's already written in cuneiform. Exactly what you're saying. They uh -huh. had it. Oh yeah. No, I, I mean no doubt. In fact, my Sub Rosa America series depends upon uh, the idea that it's, you know, we're involved in Atlantis come again. Um, and, you know, there are many of us Atlanteans who are attempting to uh, prevent that in whatever way we oh. can. So um, now what was, um, Kevin, what was your question? I can't remember. Actually, I, it was a, I had a different question. Um, because uh, remember um, last summer, all the fires that took place in California. Oh yeah. Can you tell me about? about yeah, what yeah. Was I was I was very involved in that um, because I think it all started. Uh, I, I think this is what happened. I was on a radio show with Anthony Patch, who is sort of my go-to CERN guy, and uh, Kev Baker out of Scotland, and. Um, they were querying me about a couple of things I had said online, which uh, about the Santa Rosa fire. The one thing I had said was that I had seen some drone footage of the Santa Rosa fire and uh, very, very careful, very low. And so you could see all the detail. And as I saw that the trees were still standing, uh, but everything else was pretty much dustified pretty much like gone. Um, I was reminded of the very great study of 9-11 done by uh, Dr. Wood, uh, Judy Wood, uh, which is uh, where did the towers go? Because in there, uh, she has, a, if you haven't seen that book, you really should get it. It is amazing. She has, uh, must be a thousand photographs in there uh, with captions, really good captions and, and text. Um, and she she talks about how um, the 
the, the firemen wading through the debris at uh, 9-11 were, uh, were shocked by the fact that that even steel beams had been brought brought down in seconds and were completely dustified. Now, now there, there's only one thing that can do that, and that's a directed energy weapon. And yep. and Judy Wood knew that, but she she would never say it was that Harp was involved at that time. There was not that much out on Harp uh, that you know she would have been satisfied was scientific enough but she did say it was a directed energy weapon all right so um that that was one thing the drone footage uh she she had also said uh there was an eyewitness also that i had read her her testimony who was there in santa rosa as it was happening and um and what she had said was that there had been this terrible strange wind that had come up and uh, that it was hot, uh, but it was almost alive. Now, that well, I had seen that, too, in Judy's book uh, about um, the wind that comes from the, the disintegration of matter, of, of molecular matter, because that's what happened. Uh, and, um, and regarding the tree being standing and not burning at all, you know, maybe a little scorched, but still standing, still the roots intact. Um, That was like what Judy Wood had said about finding pieces of paper from the offices at the towers seven miles away, just fine, not burned at all. Now, now that's, that's very much a directed energy weapon that um, is looking for certain electronic signatures of matter and is uh, is maybe with an algorithm uh, uh, directed to uh, those particular signatures and leaving organic signatures alone. So I had said that on that radio show, and, um, and, and that was probably, I think I was the first person to say that uh, I thought it was a directed energy weapon that produced that fire. And then it just went crazy. Everybody was saying it was a directed <laughs> energy weapon. Everybody was saying it was a laser coming from the sky. There was some footage of a blue beam coming down from the sky, which could very well have been a laser on uh, a jet or uh, a military jet or on a satellite. Um, but it was definitely not your normal fire. Then they had the Ventura fire not long after. But that was a very different mm-hmm. beast. That was not at all like Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa was a, a real sculpting event. Some houses were hit, some weren't. For a while, we thought it was just because some of those houses had smart meters uh, and some didn't. Uh, and the smart meter would have been sort of like a guide dog, like, come on over here. This is, you know, hit this. Uh-huh. Uh, but um, but at, in the end, I wasn't so clear on that because I would have needed to do a lot of research on that. But during that time, after I was on that radio show, I was contacted by a Portuguese woman. And Portugal had had a fire right around the same time, October 15, 2017. And that fire, too, behaved strangely. So uh, this Portuguese woman said that Portugal had, unlike our government, which, you know, only thinks to cover things up, that Portugal had formed a commission 
that wanted to investigate it. Now, it could have been a cover-up anyway. It could have been, okay, let's look at all the data and then let's bury it. Or it could have been, what the heck? Who is this? Is this those Americans again coming over here and doing stuff? So um, I I got together with a, another guy, with a guy, uh, and um, he had a lot of data. He was from Santa Rosa. He had seen a lot. And we said, I sent 20-some pages to her of um, of text and uh, recommended videos and, and quotes. And, I mean, I worked for like three weeks on that uh, because we had the attention of a government and, uh, and she wanted to compare what had happened in Portugal with what had happened in Santa Rosa. Now, that is still uh, in process and apparently it's gone very well in por- Portugal because Americans are really hated over there. And so uh, so they they want to sort of nail this. And do I think Americans did their fair? I have no idea. But NATO, NATO is a very is very possible because this is a NATO program. Uh, you know, Europe, uh, the EU and Britain and the US and Canada and all the echelon countries they're all behind this, uh, doing this stuff. But that was the first time that I had paid attention to fires. I certainly had been watching them, and I certainly had thought, wow, that's really near a military base. I wonder if the military is wanting to expand its territory. That's about as far as I had gotten. It had not occurred to me that they would use it for disaster capitalism, which is what's happening in Santa Rosa. Now they're moving it toward Agenda 21. And, um, and they're, you know, people have had to move out of their homes, and those homes have sold much cheaper than they would have otherwise. So, so there is, it is being used, the fire thing seems to be being used, along with the weather thing, for uh, Agenda 21 or 2030 um, uh, futuristic uh, uh, control over community level. Oh wow! So suburban um, reconstruction. Wow. Suburban relocating people set the place on fire. You move out. You can't move back. Yeah. They sell it and do it. Wow. So um, this is the first what, time. This was the first time. What uh, what Wait, was going on in parallel time? would make uh, the uh, military want to punish Portugal uh, or, or NATO uh, yeah. with Portugal in that particular way. You talked about how the hack for Fukushima and it made sense. Is there any parallel thing that was going on in the world that would make that make sense, the fire there in Portugal? Uh, no, uh, I, was, I, I do not follow uh, Spain and Portugal that, that closely. I know there's tension between the two, but uh, it seems to me that Spain and Portugal are both uh, anti-NATO, uh, anti-US. And um, if perchance they have not played ball with the NATO boys uh, or the EU, which of course is a, a complete crock, uh, then, um, then they'll get hit. That's what happened. That's what happens with smaller countries who uh, displease the people in charge of these programs is they get hit. I, I'm remembering now, um, what was the name of that country? Uh, it was, uh, I've seen it happen several times, so that would be my guess, but I, I haven't been able to determine that. 
Wow, thank you, thank you. Yeah, but oh, I did. The one thing I was going to add is that um, the Santa Rosa fire and the Ventura fire was the first time that the rich have been hit. That was important, I thought. Before, with Katrina and Sandy, it was the poor. Uh, this was the rich. So, in a way, it was this saying, is... this was, remember, this was the time when uh, the Pizzagate thing was happening, um, mm -hmm. and uh, the pedophiles were on the run in L.A. and Hollywood, and it seemed that it might have even been um, a message like, hey, you know, even being rich isn't going to protect you from this. I don't know. But it, it did cross my mind. Unless you invested in insurance stock. Yeah, oh, yeah. insurance is making off of all this. Right. Wow. Is there is there any hope? <laughs> um, well, hope. What do you mean hope? I mean, you know, the I, I, I'm very. I, I'm not depressed. I'm. I'm very happy. I. I like to know my situation. I don't want to hide. Yes things i want to know so that you know i can gird up my loins and take care of myself and to you know help the people around me and so i'm i'm just i'm tickled pink that i'm uh understanding uh because i think every era we've incarnated into this era i think every era we've incarnated into has its problems i mean think if we lived in the uh 1400s with the uh inquisition you know, I mean, um, every era has something, and this is this is ours. I, yeah, here it is, and I, <laughs> I, I love science. I mean, I was, I've always been a friend of science, but I have never right. been as deep into it as I am now. I mean, I'm reading books on plasma physics, and I'm, I'm, I'm working my butt off on this because um, <laughs> there, it, everything's breaking news. Everything, you know, even every radio show, I'm probably going to have something new to say because i i'm i'm pursuing this with such a vengeance because uh, right. i'm really ticked off i'm very ticked off about this and i've been ticked off since kennedy's assassination and i've just sort of changed my my focus now is on is on nasa uh the cia of course always the cia uh all the the military contractors um you know, I'm thinking of all these targeted individuals who are contacting me with these terrible stories. And, you know, it's a very irritating uh, evil. Evil is very irritating to me. It's, it's obvious we're being run by uh, criminals who uh, murder and kill children and uh, uh, finance all kinds of uh, terrible things all over the place. And yeah. everybody knows. It. Yeah. And, and, it's, we, and it's still happening. But the difference is that really more and more people are waking up now. This is, you know, we've slept through thousands of years. We, the peasants, we, the lower classes, uh, we, the manipulated, uh, we've slept through it. And we've taken um, our comforts in, uh, in a variety of things. But we've never really, um, as, a, as a species, we've never really... Gr really grokked. Remember that great word, grokked? I love never that word, really grokked. Yes. These, these elites that, that dominate everything, every era. We've, you know, we've accepted it like we did the weather before, but now uh, I find people are, are really getting quite irate over this uh, and being so yeah. m 
mistreated. Um, and uh, not to say we're going to be able to have a big revolution and overturn them in a few weeks or even a few years. No, this is a process. You know, I look at, I don't know if you do, but I look at my evolution. I, I'm getting ready for my next life right now. I know I'm. I know where I'm going, and I know what I'm taking with me, and and that's another reason I work so hard. Is I understand that process. How do I understand that? Am I particularly gifted? Not really. I simply have been paying attention to how this incarnation thing works, and and I'm I, I'm I just plan to really do some do some stuff next time uh about this because this will not fly forever this uh this domination by the the global elite the dynastic families the the whatever terrible thing has happened to them uh you know uh to make them subhuman um no, yeah. no this is going to change Und- well, underneath the, this, the problem that runs through all of it is dominator consciousness, which stifles, uh, 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 makes everybody ha- get into a one-upsmanship and stifles those who aren't on top. And so it's partnership and synergy. Is it possible to make peace with the elites in a way that uh, honors them and honors us? Do we always have to be opposed? <laughs> Well, you'll have to ask someone else that question because I'm I'm not there yet. I am not I'm not in a forgiving mood, uh, and um, truthfully, that that sort of egoism uh, I run into it in the in the anti geoengineering movement all the time. I mean, it's it's just something that uh, is in my mind. In most people, it's when they're particularly unconscious and really have a very narrow picture of what's going on in the world and, and what their role is very narrow. I, I tend to be very, uh, I'm very big minded. Uh, I've trained myself to be, but I've in a way, maybe I've always been that way. And, uh, and you know, everybody is on the ship for me and I'm mm-hmm. a team player. I'm a team player, but you turn against me. You do something that indicates you are not a team player. Well then, um, you know, I'm a warrior. I'm definitely mm-hmm. a warrior. I'm not a peace, not a peacemaker uh, in faults under false pretensions. No way. Nope. Mm-hmm. You got to come and say, "I'm different now. Forgive me. Let's go on." And then I'm all for it. But otherwise, no, no. I can, I can hold my own. No, that, that's it. I think you've got the uh, the the beautiful key. You know, come clean and uh, let's go on from here. I, uh, I, I, that's your solution. I dig it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Kevin, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say there's a um, we're all there's a, there's a huge awakening that's going on right now on the planet, and, and and people are finally starting to see changes, and there's can be massive changes between now and 2021, um, and the the veils are all coming down, um, uh, you know, particularly you know uh, um, from the you know, all the information that I've been that working with. Uh, there's an official first contact that's taking place in 2021, where Star Nation, 32 Star Nations involved, are are making their appearance, and no one will be able to deny it anymore. So there's yeah. a lot that a lot of awakening that's going on. Um, even even these uh, quantum, these changes in the quantum in the quantum matrices of uh, this Mandela effect that's going on. 
um, you know, large portion of the population are awakened to these changes in the quantum field where something that they knew before in the past has now changed. Others are already li- are they're already living in this in this new timeline, this um, this new universe, this parallel universe. My brother has different memories than I do from the past, even though we experience the same things. So there's a huge awakening happening in many multiple different ways, and, and I think the walls are going to be coming down big time. Yeah, well, I I I am committed to that. Maybe not in the same time frame, uh, but I know that uh, that this pushing that I'm doing uh, is uh, certainly having an effect, and that I am with thousands of others who also feel that same impulse to keep pushing. The one thing, see, I started four Waldorf schools and I learned a lot in doing that. I know how to push. I know how to, what I call, beat the bushes. You just keep going. You do not let up. You do not wait for some magical sign. However, a sign will come to let you know, okay, that's enough. You've done your job. You can go on to your next mission. Uh, Because that's what happened to me in Waldorf. It's finally after 16 years and starting four schools and teaching and and doing all the conflict resolution and all the stuff it takes to do to start schools. I was walking across my living room one day and suddenly that magical little voice that I know so well said, well done, you're done. You can, you can do something else now. And I immediately obeyed and knew that, yes, I am done with the Waldorf movement. I will now move on to the next thing. And that's kind of how I see this, is I'm pushing, pushing, pushing. I'll push through one more book. And then I really pray to the spiritual world, please, please give me a private life back so I can write some other things, so I can do some other things. But if it doesn't come, if the voice doesn't say yes, I will, I'll keep going. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a a worthy servant here. Uh, And, uh, you know, I, I I get it. I get how, how do this. And, uh, and I'm giving it everything I've got. And people seem to be noticing uh, that that's true. I've gotten rave reviews of the book. Um, Catherine Austin Fitz, uh, in particular, she's someone I admire greatly. She's an investment analyst. She has praised it to the skies. So I, um, Ooh, wow. I will try to do just as well in the next one. The next one will be harder for me because there's so much detail but I want people to know and have a, a an idea of what it means to have all this equipment inside our bodies inside our bloodstreams inside our brain and how we can meet that because when we were talking about and you mentioned um uh, Kevin, you mentioned Raven. Solaris Blue Raven. Yes, I, I know, Raven, I know yeah. her. And uh, regarding targeting, um, I do, I know a lot of targeted, I know probably a dozen targeted individuals I'm in touch with. Um, and I do believe that consciousness, and I would have to spend some time defining what I mean by that, because it's one of those words that uh, has sort of lost its meaning, or maybe gained too many meanings. Um, and uh, consciousness is a huge force uh, that I completely depend on. 
uh, and and have great confidence in, and um, uh, and I I I know that with targeted individuals, that is the key for them. Not that I can end their their torture, uh, but that if they can retain their consciousness and live for that higher self that they are, uh, they can handle it. And, um, and, and that, that, that is, you know, the most comfort I can give them because I have never known a targeted individual yet. Maybe you have Kevin who has been able to, who was finally let go. I've not known one. Yeah. Solaris is still, um, she's still somewhat plugged in. Nothing yeah. like she was before, but she's still very aware. Well, and they, they do move people to the back burner. That's about the best I can say. I have gotten hit a few times, um, and I have interpreted it as uh, as sort of reminders uh, of that I'm stepping out of line uh, beyond what somebody wants me to or whatever. Uh, but I don't worry about it because um, I, I actually feel that by in, informing uh, humanity or whoever cares to listen to me about this technology, that I am, um, I am giving them a chance to survive it and uh, to even thrive under it if they are willing to start uh, looking around for ways to uh, detox for lifestyle changes that will uh, will not feed into this being plugged in so much, etc. Uh, I I do feel that one thing I know about the elites is that they they are um, they do admire people who fight back uh, and um, and are uh, are not a big name in the mainstream media. That's the other caveat. To become a big name means you'll get way too much attention. But me, I'm a fringe writer. I'm just over here on the fringe uh, writing the best I know how of how this technology works and what their uh, what their um, intentions are. And it appears wait, wait, to me... Who's directing, who's, directing who's directing the target? Who's aiming this thing? What consciousness is directing? They talk... Okay, so you're, let's say you're a target. Right, and oh, the, this, uh, uh, control yeah. the control programs coming at you, saying, uh, "You know, I'm controlling you." Okay, what's directing this at you, and what? How come you're selected? Well, the how come you're selected is really something that no no targeted individual should spend too much time on because there are a variety of intentions uh, that they are pursuing. One of which is is so mundane it's uh, it's disgusting, which is to train other agents. They will just have they'll just pick somebody up uh, out uh, and uh, you know they'll just be the guinea pig uh, by which an agent can be trained in torture. Uh, but others maybe it may be genetic bloodline. Uh, it may be um, you've become uh, a, a problem to a big CEO of some corporation and he puts the hit out on you. I mean there are so many reasons wow. for that but there there's always uh, there's always some uh, contracts are sold. 
like uh, I know an MK Ultra who's no longer useful as an assassin, and so uh, her contract is sold to the highest bidder they can find, who just like to torture her. Uh, and, you know, there are so many of these. I mean, and how many people am I talking about? I'm talking about hundreds of thousands, if not a million and a half, in America alone. And when I lived in England. I was I was contacted by several of these people, and they have a huge problem there of targeting. That uh, this is millions of people are being targeted for a variety of reasons: testing equipment, um, see, seeing if how much you can take, because they want to use this in uh, in the war that is life now. They're redefining life as war. Are they doing this to Assad in uh, Syria? Uh, I, I'm sure they're trying to. Uh, are they able to do it to Trump? I'm sure that he's. They're trying to. Somebody's trying to. But he's. He's. I know he's. Uh, he's aware of this technology. So he's had the entire White House debugged. His wife wouldn't move in until it was debugged. So. So this is this is the way it, it's played now. This is politics now. Is this targeting um, uh, technology? And I wrote an article in um, in Nexus magazine years ago about uh, this political control technology, which now is even more sophisticated. Well, wow. um, go ahead, Kevin. That just, it's so sick. It's so <laughs> it's just, sick. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like the Nazi. That makes the Nazis look like they were fumbling idiots, you know. They had camps. Now the incarceration happens in your own home, in your own workplace, oh, while yeah. you're walking down the street. Yeah. And it's so cowardly, isn't it, Kevin? So cowardly. Yeah. I mean, how Just could you con- ever to, con- to control people, to control people that they're very little, you know? Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, the, the sexual aspect, you have no privacy anymore. They watch everything. Yeah. Through your eyes, even. They have devices. Uh, and those are on a nano scale. They can hit you with all sorts of technology that's now nano. They can just, um, you know, send it on a on a beam, on a laser beam, uh, and insert it into your body, and you, all you'll feel is a pinprick. And that could be a mosquito here in Hawaii. I have a could question. Could be a mosquito. When I was a yeah. kid, <laughs> I have a question. When I was a kid, I'll... We were told as we were growing up that when we get to, I think it was sixth grade or seventh grade, that required reading, we are going to read in class uh, George Orwell's 1984. So in the 60s, that was the future for us. So finally, we got to uh, whatever, it was sixth grade, and I read the book and I was fascinated. Uh, and it seems that, you know, you know they, were, they were describing what's happening now. But I just wonder, you know, Orwell might have been some kind of whistleblower, fictionalizing it so he could write about it. Maybe this has been going on all along. And the illusion that we've had freedom was just that. And that's the best way to control slaves is to make them think they're free. So now, I don't know what's going on, that they're just so cocky and arrogant, they don't care if we know that we're slaves. or No, they don't or care. They, they want us to know. It's just up in the fear. Yeah. yeah, a lot so, of people, 
that's yeah. I mean, that's the point, isn't it? I I I I was very influenced at a certain point in my research by uh, Michael A. Hoffman II, who you know most people uh, cast aspersions on for being a some sort of fascist. Uh, but um, I he he wrote a book on secret societies uh, that is just wonderful and i've read it several times very short book michael a hoffman uh but uh but when i when i read him i realized that yeah it's all here and uh and and that um he said that there would be a phase that we were just entering and he wrote that in the 90s uh that he called revelation of the method and um that they would and this is true of Satanists. Satanists have to tell you what they're doing uh, so that they can get your complicity and even your silence or even your disbelief is complicity if they let you know what they're doing. Well, that's kind of what's going on now is is the revelation of the method is happening. They're showing us everything. I mean, you know, their pedophilia and uh, uh, there's no apologies anymore that Hollywood stars are, are, you know, the poor pathetic things, all, all MK ultra and, um, everything is out in the open and, and that's what makes people think that it's, you know, it's getting more and more evil. Well, maybe it is, but to me, it's mostly that it's all out in the open now. It's all just right there. And now how can you say you didn't know? You can't. You do know. You can see it. Uh, and so uh, now it's it's sort of incumbent upon us with revelation of the method to really do something and not claim ignorance. And that's good so for that's a good point. That's really good. We have about five minutes or four minutes. What can we do? I just told you. <laughs> Okay, I mean, but um, to witness to witness what is going witness. on and make decisions about what you're doing. I mean, I know '60s people uh, who decided they would just kind of go away. They would just go, you know. And I still have people say, "Ilana, where can I go where I won't have to put up with all this?" You know what? I'm not interested in that. I, I want to be in the fray. You know, you incarnate here to take on the problems that we are having that uh, you don't right. incarnate here to be self-satisfied and in your cozy little nest. I, at least that's, that's how I look at it. I, I, I admit that I have an attitude about that because I knew sixties <laughs> people who did that. And uh, you know what? I, I'm not one of those. I, I want, I want to be in, in the fray. I want to be on the front lines. Um, and so uh, for me, with people, with what I've told you today, what I recommend yeah. is start looking at um, your lifestyle and uh, start studying and, and exploring. You've got the whole Internet at your disposal, uh, the uh, ways to detox heavy metals, uh, there are people who are pursuing, uh, if you have any Morgellons lesions or you know people who do, uh, there's a lot of information on the web of what to do about Morgellons uh, outbreaks. Uh, and start figuring out your Wi-Fi, your relationship with your router. 
turn it off at night, put your head to the north when you sleep, and really start examining your lifestyle of, you know, what you're subject to in the wireless way, and re-examine that and see if you've, you're living in balance so that, you know, you're not, you're not being too plugged in. <laughs> like, I don't own a cell phone, right? I don't own a cell phone. I don't want one. I have a landline. It's fine. People don't need to know where I am 24-7. Uh, and I'm not important enough that anybody needs to either. Uh, I, I, uh, I try to limit my wireless. I, I live very Spartan. Uh, and I devote myself to uh, writing. And just kind of take a look at yourself of how the output and the input is and where the balance is. Yeah, that's a good idea. We have one minute. Do you want to kind of summarize uh, how you get your books and what books are right. there? My books are, the books are available on Amazon, of course, Evil, Evil Amazon. Um, and um, I have a um, Facebook presence. I have a closed Facebook group that is uh, uh, a few thousand people, of, and I'm very picky uh, to people who want to pursue the science of this and all the, uh, all the uh, connections to all the things that have to do with it, such as vaccinations, such as uh, all the rest. And then I have my site, elanafreeland.com. Thank you so much. Um, I have one question for my hangups. I just would ask you. Thank you, everybody. Aloha. Aloha, Kevin. Aloha. 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 Great talking to you. Radio at freedomslips.com. We'll be right back after this message. In breaking news, a visiting Syrian diplomat reported today that their population is evolving rapidly and advancing into a fifth dimensional consciousness. They are seeking peace with all cosmic cultures, which may mean that the Earth will be asked to join the prestigious Galactic Federation of Light Alliances. Please join Debbie West and Michael Hathaway on Lost Knowledge, Saturdays, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in Studio A for the latest breaking news on the Star Visitor's peaceful contact and the ongoing project of cleansing the Earth. Who are you? I am the architect. I created the Matrix. I've been waiting for you. Why am I here? You are the eventuality of an anomaly which, despite my sincerest efforts, I have been unable to eliminate from what is otherwise a harmony of mathematical precision, which has led you inexorably here. You haven't answered my question. The Matrix is older than you know, as you are undoubtedly gathering the anomaly is systemic. 
creating fluctuations in even the most simplistic equation. Choice. The problem is choice. Right here at Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. Be here Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Time for Private Eye Matrix Revealed with Monique Lassonde. Even the government admits that 9-11 was a conspiracy. But did you know that it was an inside job, that Osama had nothing to do with it? That the Twin Towers were blown apart by a sophisticated arrangement of mini or micro nukes? That Building 7 collapsed seven hours later